The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to a new quick hitter from Full Court. I'm Jenny Fisher, and our guest this week is Monica McNutt. We discussed all the reasons she loves women's college basketball and so much more. As a player, I loved competing. I mean, it was the it was the place where we could go. You don't have to be cute. You don't have to be polite. You don't have to do none of those things that were deemed like girls' behavior, right? You get out here, roll this ball out, and let's get after it. I think I would not be who I am personally or professionally without my experience as a student athlete, as a female athlete. Um, I'm just so proud of the relationships that I was able to form, the resiliency that it taught me, um, and the activation of hard work. I think it's one thing for a lot of us to say we work hard, but to see what that looks like day in and day out, year in and year out, and how those seeds grew and blossomed throughout the year, is the same kind of mentality that I've taken into my professional life and even into my personal life in terms of dedication. Currently, this crop of athletes, guys, like, I mean, I remember watching the WNBA as a kid, and then I got to college, and I was in school when Maya Moore was there, Brittany Griner at Baylor. Like, we had some athletes, don't get me wrong. Angel McCarthy one time blocked the shot and like went the other way with it against us when the old Big East configuration. But this group of young women are so talented, and I admire them so much because they are using their voices and their platforms in a way that I don't even know that we fathom. And so I am honored to cover that and to share those women's stories. There are dominant players on the floor all over the country. We see players like Dana Evans at Louisville, Paige Beckers at UConn, Charlie Collier at Texas, Ryan Howard at Kentucky, the list goes on and on. But who has been your standout of the young players this season? Hmm. This season. So I cover the ACC pretty heavily. And I have to say, Ailey Van Lith at Louisville has come in and handled all of the expectation without batting an eye. And I think that is incredibly impressive because obviously if you didn't know her because you follow women's basketball, you knew her because you follow social media outlets, right? And so the pressure that she came in with, not only from Jeff Walls and her potential coaching staff or her new coaching staff, I should say, but her peers. Um, and then Louisville, they're a top five team. They're a team that people are expecting to contend for the NCAA championship this year. And she has come in and taken it all in stride. I've been very impressed with Haley. Um, speaking of the ACC, we know there are tons of loaded teams, including NC State, um, who just beat South Carolina. They had an impressive showing against Boston College. Um, what have you seen out of that program over the last couple of years with Coach Moore um, and how he's developed them into what they are today? So funny story on NC State last year, gosh, this had to be, it was down the stretch of the regular season. I want to say maybe a week before we headed off to the tournament. I was on Packer and Durham on ACC Network and said, NC State could be good, but they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. It depends on who shows up. And so of course they go on to win the NCAA tournament. And apparently my quotes got back to them and it was a little bulletin board material. 
So in one of the press conferences, Coach Moore called me out. He's like, yeah, I think you said. And I was like, well, Coach, let's talk about it because y'all were flopping around at the end of the season. And he said, you're right, but it's hard to win games in this league. And I think he's right. You look at the ACC, um, a handful of ranked teams are at least receiving votes. I know at least in my top 25 ballot, the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, it's tough to win games. And I can't forget that now that I'm on the analyst side. But when it comes to NC State, Raina Perez, Crutchfield, what is that child's first name? Kai Crutchfield, in particular, Jada, uh, Jakia Brown-Turner are three people that have been huge. And I think they've had to play adjusted roles. Last year for them, Ace Koenig was their point guard. No questions asked. She controlled the whole ship, right? She's obviously moved on into graduation. Kai Crutchfield slides over to the one. Raina Perez transfers into NC State, has to figure out this program and share some of that responsibility. So those three young women have been huge. Ja'Kia Brown-Turner's in her sophomore year now, taking another step, having been on the all-rookie team. But Kayla Jones, for me, Kayla Jones, for me, has led the charge. The huge win against South Carolina, she refused to let her team leave, lose. From what I understand, I actually was trying to watch on my phone the Boston College game, but they were down plus 15, like four minutes to go. And I understand Kayla was a huge part of that comeback. Um, Alyssa Kunane is taking the next step in her game, although I would like to see her be big and strong against another big-time post player. Um, but I just think Westmore has done a tremendous job with that group. And I think the leadership and the maturity they have with those upperclassmen is going to be big. But Ja'Kia Brown-Turner and Jada Boy, when she's healthy, they don't play like sophomores either. You obviously have your Big East ties from your time at Georgetown. What is your outlook for that league this year in women's college basketball, especially with the addition of UConn? I was about to say, well, Jenny, UConn's back, so there's that. <laughs> just um, a small little aside. Just a little bit. They're back. It's funny. I covered UConn for three years in the American. And, you know, I applaud Gino. And actually, it's funny because I was having a conversation on one of my my radio show Sunday night about Andy Reid and the Chiefs, right? And my first parallel to a coach that has to motivate his team because they are just so talented is Gino. And I've talked to Gino now for three years and he, you guys remember the $100 bill thing that went viral, right? He's constantly figuring out ways to get those girls to be the best version of themselves, never mind the competition. And I think for him to be able to have done it for so long and still be doing it, I mean, Paige Beckers, that's another one. Like, I know they're only, what, two games in at the time we're recording this podcast because of COVID. I'm sure she's going to be in the same conversation as Haley. If Gino says that she's next up, then I, I trust Gino. Like, I trust Gino. We hope you listen to the full conversation with Monica McKnight. You can watch video versions of all of our quick hitters on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel. Check out Full Court with Fisher and Kay every Tuesday from Pure Hoops Media.